Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hi, everybody. <laughs> what does Palmer say? Uh, greetings, greetings. Greetings, greetings. He's a homer. <laughs> you should just play off that and just say, gobba, gobba, hey. <laughs> gobba, gobba, goo. Yeah. Uh, back for another another lovely show of uh, Candy Brewit. They're all lovely. <laughs> We get, what kind of some shit, are more kind of, lovely than others. Yeah, well, yeah. they're all lovely, Probably but so. yeah, yeah. some are premium loveliness. Right. Well, we're here. We're talking beer. That's for sure. Right. It's all about the beers. We're here for the beer. Right. Speaking of beer, um, I went to the uh, stripperator, you know, which is a kegerator here, yes. uh-huh. and the evil twin was all gone. Oh, uh, wow. Felt like Goldilocks. Like somebody, been, uh, somebody came in and drank all the beer. Well, That's the problem with having here. beer at the Rat Pad. The Rat Pad doesn't mean that there would be beer for the show. It just means that people who live here have an endless supply of beer. Uh, right. Being a participant in the show, as I get here, and then like it's yeah, all it's gone. Like it's all gone. Yeah, where'd it go? You know. So, <laughs> uh, so I have no reason to talk about Evil Twin on the show. So I won't. Right. Well, no, we, we'll brew more. Um, oh. Should be should be ready Monday. So you have your second uh, batch, 002 of it's, Twin, is in the yes. is ready to go? It's, it's dry hopping right now, wow. and um, we will uh, uh, carbonate and uh, get that bad boy kegged up uh, Monday. And nice. we thought it would be early. It, we thought it would be ready um, uh, tomorrow or the next day or whatever when we originally brewed it. But, you know, you just can't rush these things. No. You know, it is what it is. You right. know that. Sure, it's like, sure. you know, you get through the, the brewing process, and it's like, oh, this, this, you know, the the beer has a mind of its own. You used to have a mind of its own, and you just have to kind of follow along. What's your yeast management uh, regimen when you're, I mean, you're not, do you or do you have yeast from the previous batch? Is that, do you have that available to you? Did you kick well, that off, or what? Now, that, yeah, we we, uh, we we harvested the yeast. We have our own yeast brink. Um, okay. We still don't have cold, proper cold storage at the brewery. We're oh, waiting on the... Uh, so host take- brewery for that, but uh, we I, I laid in uh, my own stripperator. <laughs> oh, you got you. Got, oh, I see your own kegerator for <laughs> that kind of thing. Right. So we're we're storing our yeast in the kegerator. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, just because you know I can't can't have the yeast sitting warm. Oh no. So uh, yeah, our our next batch is going off of that pitch. Nice. So we're 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 in there. Um, it's just uh, you know we we taste the beer every pro- part of the process and. It's, Say to ourselves, you know, is it ready? No. Well, all right. We got people asking for it. And it's like, well, sorry. You know, I'm going down to Southern California tomorrow morning. 
to uh, be at uh, uh, Tony's Darts Away oh, doing yeah, appearance there there on, yeah, on sure. uh, Wednesday the nineteenth, uh, I think mm-hmm. it is, and then uh, I'm going to be at uh, our. Uh, Wednesday the twentieth, and then the twenty-first, I'm going to be at the lovely Ladyface uh, in uh, Agora Hills, which mm-hmm. is—I've never been to Tony's, but I've been to the Ladyface, and I tell you, I love that place. Mm-hmm. I love the people there. I love the beer there. The the brewer is doing a tremendous job. I think his name is Dave. The food is fantastic. The people are fantastic. That is a great place. I love that place. Everybody that I've steered there, <laughs> I've told, hey, go check it out. They've all come away just impressed. Is it, you know, everyone's like, oh, I never heard of it. Oh, Agora Hills, where is that? Mm-hmm. I'll say, check it out. They're, they're amazing. Next time you go down to Disneyland, it's, it's oh, yeah. not that far away. You've got to check out Ladyface. Yeah, or do you talk hills. to the girlfriend about it? We're definitely going to yeah, do it. She's yeah, like, uh, oh, lady face? It's, oh, we got to go there. The, the the food's excellent. The beer that they brew there is excellent. Yeah. Uh, well worth checking out. So and I'm, I'm going to be there and, and, and do a thing there, too. Good. But, well, uh, by the time so, this so gets, you could be so, delivering that beer. Well, yeah, yeah, everybody's asking for Evil Twin, but yeah. we don't have the Evil Twin. Yeah, okay. We've got uh, Taffle Bully. Right. So uh, hopefully they'll they'll be just as excited about the Taffle Bully. That's, oh. that's tasting really good right now, too. We... Uh, we didn't feel either of our beers really ready for NHC, um, but you know after NHC they were perfect. They got, yeah, they got my yeah, So we kind of rushed it, and I I hate that whole thing of rushing beer before it's ready. I'd rather just sit on it and tell people no. But it was like NHC. You'd be there with no beer. Party. Yeah, yeah. You can't I mean, we just we just had to do it, and I just uh, every time we, we all poured understand. it, I was just like, no, eh, we, we it. it's not really. But it was still good me. though. No, it was, it was okay. It was still a good beer. Yeah, yeah it was. It, it was all right. It was. You know? It was well made. It just wasn't quite there yet. It, it just well, needed a little more time. It wasn't what it's supposed to be. But yeah. It was still very drinkable. And, well, I, uh, I heard a that. lot of good things about it. I didn't say any of them, well, <laughs> uh, but I heard a lot of good things about it. And then when you did, you said, "What the fuck do you know about beer?" Yeah, clearly I, you're an idiot. Yeah. Well, the best thing I said about it was, "Oh, good. I finished it. I can go get a beer now." <laughs> Well, thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank I, you. I don't have to trap myself now that you told me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! No, doesn't, I, I doesn't he have kegs on my own show? Yeah. I'm sure he could have brought a keg or something. Like yeah, growl. we have an empty here. I don't know. It seems like she should be on the exchange yeah, I'll, program. I'll, I'll, I'll be filling it up on my. You guys could bring it out. All right, that's Chan true. still has a fifty. When's filling day? Yeah. yeah, he's got an empty. We'll get, uh, will you, can we get a fifty filled? I think he, I think you could. <laughs> can I get a corny filled for my house? I, you know, I think you could. All right. Well, then I might do it. I think there's morning. there's legal ramifications. I think we need to. Uh, yeah, doc sales. Well, yeah, uh, sell you a doc sale. Yeah, we can Great. do we can do doc sales. Oh, you right. can. Great. Is That's that just what it a shorter is. sale? Yeah. We, yeah. Right. Very short and, and bold sale. Yes. Uh, we we can do that. Right. So uh, yeah, if, if you're if you come on by, we'll we'll take care of you. Chris will be there. He's nice. I'm not, you know that. All right, so uh, yeah, who else is really nice? Nice to us. Nice to everybody. Uh-huh. Northern Brewer. You got it. I got it. Oh yeah, great folks. Nice the great folks at, at Northern Brewer. Yeah, yeah they're they're, they're, I tell you, they're good guys. I, that that Jake. I date him. He's assless. But, <laughs> I would uh, date them. But he's, he's got a sweet package up front. I think you know. So, I'm gonna get that for. Yeah. They're, <laughs> The back package isn't very good. No, no, he's he's he assless, and then and his face is really quite ugly. <laughs> now you mention all this, 
Yeah, uh, what do we like about these? Uh, yeah, actually, he's pretty. He's pretty damn ugly all all the way around. <laughs> I don't know, and he's not very smart either. Yeah, it's a good yeah. thing they don't listen to the show. He kind of smells a little bit. I didn't notice that, but yeah, I think as close as you are. Jake's kind of got an odor to him. I don't know, but <laughs> all the all the rest of the guys are really fantastic. Oh uh, yeah, like Chip and Michael are great. But that Jake, guy. yeah, that Jake I love guy. I love Chip too. He's he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, all those guys are fantastic. And if they weren't fantastic, could we could we make fun of them like this? You know, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, without worrying them cutting us off, we would. I don't know if we could. <laughs> right, yeah, <that's laughs> I think right. there's a differentiation. That's right. No, no, no. Uh, you know, check it out. Northern Brewer, northernbrewer.com. dot uh, com. Great folks. They are. They've got great sense of humor. Uh, great customer service. And uh, great prices, great products. Just uh, go support them because uh, they su- they support you in uh, providing this show to you. So uh, don't forget to uh, send a send an email and uh, check out northernbrew.com. All right. So this show, we're going to talk about what we've learned from Kenya Brew over the past how many years? Oh, it's been a couple. 30, 40? What is this? 50th anniversary? What is this? What's silver? 25? How many shows we've done? Seems like it's been a couple of years now, hasn't it? It's been a few. Yeah, it's been a long time. How do you encompass all of the information into an hour? Yeah, how can how we possibly that? cover it all? I mean, I learned. Well, I did learn a lot, but you know, we're we're pretty dim-witted, and we don't really learn that much. Right. I knew a lot. So, but, yeah. there was a lot we learned, but we promptly forgot it. I right. knew a lot. Right. I can't figure out what I knew before the. show. No, I did learn some things for sure. I learned some things too. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. Hold that thought. When we come back, we're going to ask you, Tasty. I had no thought. Oh. What you learned from your right. fifty years on Canyon Root. That's right. Okay. Back right. after this. I'm up. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... What a great hike. Let's stop here. I need a quick bite. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, I've brought a couple of Brew Bar Energy Bars. You want one? Awesome. I've heard about these, but I haven't tried one yet. You've never tried one? But you're a home brewer and an athlete. 
Brew Bar Energy Bars are made by home brewers. What better way to merge your two passions? Rich barley malt paired with simple, all-natural ingredients. Here, crack that open and taste. I think you'll be surprised. This tastes really good. It's a great flavor and so moist. Better than my usual energy bar. I'm surprised you waited this long. Well, I've been meaning to try them. I've even seen the write-ups in the brewing magazines. It's just too bad my local homebrew shop doesn't stock them yet. And you've put your request in for them? You know, some homebrew shops need to get requests for new products before they'll pull the trigger. Until then, you can always get free shipping when you order online at BrewBar.com. In fact, enter BN Army for a 15% discount. Homebrew clubs can also get an additional special discount for larger orders. Good idea. I'll definitely ask my local shop to carry these. All-natural Brew Bar Energy Bars are now available at BrewBar.com, MoreBeer.com, and other fine homebrew shops across the country. That's B-R-U-B-A-R. Look for them at your local homebrew shop. Remember, it's in your Brew Bar Energy Bar because it's in your brew. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established attitude, doctrine, or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top-tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier. Now back to Can You Brew It? All right, we're back. We're talking what we learned about uh, what we learned. about. What we learned through this process. Yeah, because when you were saying earlier, when we started this, you know, we never thought we would clone any of them. Well, or <laughs> just like, well, this is or something on it. Right. We're like, well, we'll be lucky if we make 20%. This is stupid. We're, this is going to be a real failure of a show. And then we quickly learned how to make it happen. Well, learned or 
maybe it wasn't as complicated as we thought because they turns uh-huh. out when they give us the recipe and, and then uh, of course yeah. referring to the, the double barrel thing we kind of had uh, to make some adjustments yeah make some yeah and you make most of those when you do the uh, listen to the interviews again and uh take pen to paper or uh, interview to uh promesh whatever you're doing uh-huh. and you make your adjustments there you you uh, do the conversion from what uh english uh Lullaban measurements to uh, right to SRMs, SRMs and, yeah, yeah, you're right. doing all that EBC, yeah. all that stuff. Well, and that's that's one of the things that uh, we've we've run into issues with in the past is, you know, the brewers, you know, these guys are 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 very nice and very generous with their time, and they're thinking, okay, well, I need to be ready for this show. You know what I should do? I should go ahead and convert this recipe. Down to you know five gallon bath size because that's what homebrewers need, right? Or oh, I'll tell you what. Well, they might be doing ten gallons or five gallons. I'll tell you what. I'll do percentages, right. and uh, you know, and I'll you know, and you know, they're trying to be helpful. They're not, you know, uh, there's people out there, and no matter what, they're going to believe that the the professional brewer is trying to screw them. All the percentages don't add up to a hundred, so they're hiding some critical <laughs> element of the beer. I've gotten emails yeah, from that before. I tell you, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. That is just idiotic. Because these these folks, if they don't want to tell you what's in they it, they won't come just, on the show. They, yeah, just say no. Sorry, <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, so these guys are, are really just trying to help. Yeah. And the problem is when you take, you know. Uh, 4,000 pounds of this and, you know, 55 pounds of that because it's in sack sizes. And then you have a 50-pound sack for for the domestic malts. Mm -hmm. You have 55 pounds for all the European because they're actually, you know, 20 kilos. Um, You know, and you try and convert those to percentages, then it's like, okay, well, it's 1.3%. All right, let's round that down. We'll call it one percent, and this other malt goes up from four percent to five percent, right. you know, or four point to you know seven to five percent. All of a sudden, yeah, and it dominates the beer, or something. right? Yeah. And there's these these weird little changes, right. and it's if it's all you know pale malts and all all that, no problem. Right. You're still going to clone the beer, but when those adjustments and the, when it's you're talking just a couple of percent, it roasted tends barley, to be roasted or barley yeah, yeah. or whatever, you know, Shakespeare stout. That was one of the things. Oh, uh, John Meyer at uh, at Rogue is the most generous guy, and he'll tell you everything. And we ended up, you know, just slightly off on the roasted barley on that, or you know, one of the roasted grains, and it was enough to keep it from being cloned. Well, that in the giant bag of uh, of uh, of uh, Whirlflock, <laughs> that was part of the uh, Look, problem. Fish beer? You know, uh, there's a few things that you could bring up again, but that was a... Uh, That's a cheap shot. I'll never forget when I, when I had that boil over, it was, it was and the, the beer coagulated on my garage <laughs> floor, just solid. and it was gelatin. It was the most amazing right. thing I've ever seen. It's just like... <laughs> Jello. A, you're, yeah. you're making uh, I mean, Bill Cosby Jell-O. and the uh, the three-layer Jello. If you remember <laughs> that back, back many years ago. No, I just... Every time I hear his name, I think of those sweaters, and I just laugh instantly. <laughs> But uh, so, you know, the the, the brewer's trying to help you out. And uh, this is one of the things I learned early on. It's like, no, 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 no. Wait, don't adjust your recipe for us. Don't, you know, calculate it for us. You're you're actually hurting more than you're helping. Right. Just give me, you know, the poundage of everything or kilos or whatever it might be and the size. 
And, you know, even the guys, you know, in Europe, they're like, well, we deal in hectoliters. You want us to give it to you in gallons? Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> hectoliters is fine. Right. I can calculate from hectoliters and kilograms. That's perfect. And, you know, one of the things I learned is, you know, you really need to get those recipes in the format that they are using. And then when you convert them, be very strict in converting them right. and, and keep and maintain exactly what they're saying. And, uh, uh, you know, when it comes down to your end, maybe you have, you know, 237 grams of whatever it might be. Don't use ounces. Don't use pounds. That's a big mistake. Use grams. That's one of the things I learned from the show. And, yeah, you know, then it's 237 grams of roasted barley. You know, it's not 200. It's not 300. It's not, you know, uh, four ounces. Uh, you know, use exactly that, and you'll be so much closer on a cloud. Yeah, right, especially on the specialty malts. Those make a big difference on a, uh-huh, uh-huh. a small batch brew. And that, the, so that was a, a huge one for me. And I'm just like, <laughs> finally, what, what yeah, I figured that yeah, out. That, yeah, that you out. want his numbers. You don't want the, the stuff that he scribbled on a piece of paper 30 minutes before we interviewed him. Mm-hmm, you want, mm-hmm. That's his bad from, math problem. From memory. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. again, they're trying to help. Yeah, they're trying to help, but It'd be as helpful as possible. But right. it's like, no, no, no. And actually, it's more fun to hear his 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 units of measure. You're like, oh yeah, right. You know, five hundred well, pounds of this. 600 well, and pounds that's of that. that's why you know when I think we learned a lot about um, you know how commercial breweries do their recipes. Yeah, exactly. chances are, you know, especially specialty malt, well, it's either a fifty or fifty five pound sack right. of whatever it would right. be. That's what they're throwing in. Uh, you know, at Heretic, we've got a couple of half sacks. Um, you know, anything less than a half sack, we just throw it away. Chris is not a half sack. He's a nice man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Half wit, not half sack. Um, but, you know, we've got a, we were doing um, some beer and the recipe came out to be like 20 pounds or 20, 22 or 23 pounds or whatever. I'm like, well, a half sack is 27 and a half pounds mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, a British, you know, malt. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to use a half sack. You know, that's just the way it's going to be. Right. And then, you know, we've got the other half sack for the, the next, next time batch. we brew it. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like, well, that's that's how it works out. Uh, you round up or round down to sack sack quantities. Yeah. And you're, you're doing 30-barrel batches, so you that that's right. probably pretty reasonable. If you're doing small, then, mm-hmm. you know, we need to actually, you know, do the right. uh, 27 grams, whatever well, it calls That's it. the thing, yeah. yeah. You When you convert down to small, you can't just you round up or round down. Right. Exactly. You're trying to clone what they're doing, not, you know, make it easy on you. Yeah, you're going to have to deal with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, what what's one of the other things you've learned, uh, Tasty, on on this show? Well, I I've got to you know I had to make some changes, to, you know, to uh, the way I do things. I remember when we uh, I think it was the uh, the fish alt uh, the first time I brewed that right. uh, didn't clone it. Uh, it was too hoppy, and uh, well, I thought, well, okay, now we we have the recipe. I'm, mm-hmm. What am I going to do? I'm not going to I'm going to deviate right. Tony, from this recipe. Tony sent us the beer. We kept it cold. Well, we had the beer, and he said, yeah, and, he, and I said, oh, I know. What, Probably, I think we decided I had my water profile. Right, it was too bitter. Was made the beer too bitter. Right, right. So too I, sharp. So I back, mm-hmm. backed off. Right, so mm-hmm. I came had came up with this other profile, like uh, like the profile that I made, when I made the first time I had calcium at like one ten, and uh, and sulfates at three fifty, which is pretty good for a nice hoppy beer. But I came up with this other profile, which had calcium at seventy five, and sulfates at one twenty. 
which made for a, a much maltier beer. And mm-hmm. I think even the chlorides. I, that's right. On the hoppy profile, I have uh, chlorides fifty. On the uh, this uh, what I call mild ale, mild ale rest, uh, water profile, uh, chlorides hundred. Mm-hmm. Right? Looking for more of the the malty side mm-hmm. side of the beer, and that really helped me on future right. beers on can you brew it when the when the beer wasn't a hoppy beer. I just used this, the second uh, water profile. It mm-hmm. worked out really well. I think. Well, that's one thing we also learned, I think, is pretty much every brewer adds some sort of gypsum. Oh, yeah. Everybody Anything said that, yeah. that's, you know, got any sort of hop character to it. It's like, ah, gypsum, gypsum, yeah, gypsum, yeah. gypsum, gypsum, gypsum. Exactly. They all add gypsum no matter what it is. And right. no matter what kind of water they're starting with, they're adding some quantity of gypsum. Right. Well, another thing that I learned, and I, I think we learned this in one of the very early shows was the difference in starting gravity and finishing oh, gravity. Yeah, yeah. Remember, I yeah. was off by, what, 10 points or something in the, 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 the Pullman-Brown? Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, it's the Delta. Yeah. And I was shocked. I was like, oh, God, you know, when I brewed it, I'm like, I messed this up. And, you know, I don't really have another shot at this. we got to have the show ready. I'm thinking, oh, what a total failure we'll I am. bring the beer on. and we'll just have the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, well, we need a show regardless. And if it's me messing up on this, and it was so close, <laughs> we're just like, I think Justin was like, you know, it's identical. It's, the the ABV know. was the same. It just had a different right, graph. right, yeah. starting and finishing. And right. for some reason, it there was so much complexity to that beer. Yeah. There's a lot to it. Um, uh, Matt Van Wyke, um, he's brewing at uh, Oakshire in uh, Oregon now. I wanted to stop by in Eugene, but eh, it didn't quite work out. But a uh, real nice guy gave us all the information on that, and you know, d- despite that, you still need your brewing process to be right. right. Luckily, I, I went ahead with the you know what I knew was the right fermentation mm-hmm. and everything else worked out just fine. So I, I was just shocked. That was one thing that just stunned me. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that was possible. I thought, you know, I, I knew if you were off just a couple of points of gravity, you know, half a Play-Doh or even maybe a Play-Doh, you're really, it was, it's difficult to tell the difference. Um, but I thought two and a half Play-Doh? Oh, no way. You, you'd pick that out in a lineup, no problem. Couldn't possibly be the same beer. Couldn't be. Yeah, it's undetectable, the difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so one thing I've, I definitely changed when I started doing Can You Brew It beers is to uh, what I what I used to do when I uh, a lot of my beers is I'll intentionally uh, set up my strike water so that I come in below my sac my sac rest temperature, mm-hmm. and then I'll just like do like I call that like an intermediate rest and move up. Uh-huh. Well, one one thing I learned is that well, in order to clone these beers, I really need to do it like they do it, right? Where they you know they're monitoring their temperature as they as they uh, as they dough in right. continuously. So it's no surprise to them what it is when they're done. They're measuring it, you know, as they go. Right. Uh-huh. Well, it's not what, since I dump in like I'm in. It's like there's no adjustment right. period. So my strike temperature is really important. So I, mm-hmm. you know, paid a lot of attention to that so that I could pretty much hit my sack temperature every time without having any sort of mm-hmm. um, deviation. You want Again, to hit your sack because yeah. I want to you know, hit my sack really sweet. Uh, so that, uh, you know, I would, but that wouldn't be part of the, the recipe adjustment that I, you know, did a, mm-hmm. like a intermediate rest and really it's not called for in the recipe. Mm-hmm. So change I made. Well, and, and here's another one for me is, um, again, recipe wise was that, uh, you remember the Nugnia 
Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Uh, the Batch yeah. 100? Yeah. 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 Uh, Shettle? Shettle? Shettle Shikun? Yeah. He's a really nice guy. He came came up and said hi to me at the uh, Craft Brewers Conference oh, yeah, in yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, we were, we were wonderful man. And, um, you know, I, I just love doing that interview. I did it at like 3, three o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. But... Uh, he he couldn't have been nicer, and the beer couldn't have been better. And you cloned that one, and but when when we had the recipe, we had the beer, right? And and all his other beers, uh, you know, I've tasted. They are not suffering from oxidation. They bottle condition them. Um, I think the importer is maybe Shelton Brothers. I believe it is. And you know they're doing an excellent job of that. The condition of the beers when they get here is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you know they're all they're all quite wonderful to drink. And the the number one hundred, I get a crystal malt flavor. If you yeah. ask me, oh, write me up a recipe for this, I'd yeah. throw in crystal malt because it has a crystal. You flavor. would do right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Turns out the recipe is like pale malt and a little roasted barley. That's it. And I'm like. No way this is turning out. It must be because of the higher gravity and the caramelization. You're, right. you're basically generating your own crystals. I mean. Right, right. There's there's something going on there. Yeah. And when you brewed it, it was spot on. Yeah. And I'm just like amazed because, you know, I do a lot of recipe formulation. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm pretty good at it. I never would have thought that was possible. Right. I had no that. idea that that would work. That you could do this high gravity pale malt, throw in a little roasted barley, and you get caramel flavors. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking, well, you know, if somebody told me that, I'd go, well, you know, are you direct fire kettle, or you know, what what what's your problem with your process that you're getting that caramel flavor? Oxidation? Yeah. What what is it? Yeah, it can't be something simple as right. That conversation. I I don't know, or and maybe it's not even that. It's melanoidins. It's whatever it would be. But I was just shocked that that was the recipe for it. And yeah, sure enough. Because my process doesn't have like excessive burner, like a caramelization thing. Right. You know, it's just pretty normal kind of brewing thing. Yeah. And I got it as well with that recipe. Yeah. yeah. I j- just amazed. So that was huge for me. That was like a game changer for me. I was like, okay, wait. I need to rethink what I know about recipe formulation. You know? Uh, well, it's like, uh, it's, it's, uh, to me, it's like something to do with like stomach. the amount of sugar that you have in the, in the boil. Uh-huh. It, it, you know, it's just going to caramelize you know, sure, more. Sure. The more the con- more concentration. Yeah. You have. Well, the caramelization requires like you know, the high temperatures and oxygen. Melanoidin form- formation is different, but I think you can get melanoidin formation that has caramel flavors to it, and I think that's what happens. Hmm. Uh, but Paul will tell you, caramelization isn't tell- isn't happening hmm. in the boil. Uh, so. Uh, but I, I I found that really fascinating. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, more fascinating things that we learned in doing Canyon Brewer for over the last 50 years. Back after this. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. 
Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. BN Army HopTech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And HopTech not only carries Y-yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're back. Barely. <laughs> Barely, yeah. We went and got a beer. JP's here like, come on, come on, sit down, talk in the microphone. Let's go, let's go. He's well, I have to driver. fade the thing down, right? He's totally Before on your, top of this. Before your rejoiner music comes back, and then it's, uh, then it's oh. all weird. So. But you got See, to be that's, that's the thing. When, when, when you can be, you say, oh, well, I'm talent, and then you have excuses for being slovenly and not doing things like you should do them. Right. So now when, when I when now when I brew, even like batches for not can you brew it, I always print out like two recipe sheets. One that's got it in U.S. Mm-hmm. and the other that has it in metric. I can't measure my hops anymore without doing them in grams. Right. I am so converted. I I, I not only learn it, I believe it. It's just so much easier. I mean, I I, yeah. I made this beer um, on Sunday uh, yesterday, and uh, 
it's like a it's got a whole bunch of point seven five ounce additions. Mm-hmm. It's just like on my scale, it, you know, it says like either point seven or point eight. There's no like right, or, you know, right. I, and it's a uh, I have a lot of these additions. So if mm-hmm. I'm off by you know a point five, you know, seven times, mm-hmm. that's a lot. That's, a, that's a too much of a difference that I, I can't accept that. So Good the grams thing just puts me within another you know finer point of it. And it's like you know mm-hmm. much more uh, accurate. Well, and uh, you know the. Hops are sold in metric, mm-hmm. right? So people go, well, no, there's 11 pound and 44 pound boxes of hops. 22, Stu. You know, that's a, you know, that's my wife's like, no, 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 they're sold by pound. Kilos like, well, kilos. 11 pounds is five kilos. Yeah. 44 pounds is, is you know, 20, 20 kilos. kilos. Yeah. Uh, they're sold by sold in uh, metric amounts, and you know that's. She's like, oh, I've been converting them to pounds and ounces, and she's trying to, you know, track uh, inventory and, uh, you know, reporting for the feds and all that. And I'm like, no, 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 just keep them all metric. I, you know, I would never in my life will I ever measure hops in imperial measurements again. Hmm. They're all measured grams and kilograms. And all wow. the other is just worthless. Why is that? It's more accurate. It's easier to work with. It's like, that's okay. what you're buying, the raw materials. And the big scale, you're buying your raw materials. And right. For instance, when you go to make a batch of beer, mm-hmm. you're trying to think, well, how can I position this 11-pound addition right. uh, at the right time? Should mm-hmm. you do it at 20 or 15, depending on the IBUs you're looking right, for? Right. So you're trying to use whole box inter- increments so you don't have mm-hmm. that left over, right? You don't want to... Well, that and, you know, um, when we first started brewing... Um, there were a couple of issues with, you know, the system and learning the system and the mill and everything else. So we were, we were like yeah. 20% short on our initial volume, yeah. right? I mean, we're gravity fine, but we're oh. short on volume. Right. It's like, well, since we're dealing in, you know, metric, so, yeah. it's like, okay, 20%, you know, it's, you got a thousand, take 20% off of that. Oh, okay. Right. It's 800. Right. Right, do, do that okay. with pounds. Yeah, yeah. give me twenty percent of thirty-two pounds, yeah. or you know, yeah. ten pounds. Chance to make a mistake, pounds, whatever it be. Yeah, I don't know. Five, yeah. five. Yeah, exactly. Is it five? It's forty-two. Oh, but um, you know that's that's the problem. Yeah. So, yeah, working metric is is huge. That mm-hmm. makes everything so much easier, especially when you're trying to do these recipes. All right. Um, the one thing I wouldn't say on you know metric or you know doing Celsius versus uh, no. Fahrenheit ferment temps, you know Fahrenheit. So okay, even that's granular. You can, yeah. you can always you can always do decimal places, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, but the 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 problem is when you're dealing with these thermometers or digital readouts, they don't have decimal places. Right, they're whole. They're very degrees. whole units. Mm-hmm. Well, one degree centigrade is is two degrees Fahrenheit. Right. So Fahrenheit's your better scale there. Yeah. And people go, well, you know, uh, when you're dealing in degree C, zero is freezing, 100's boiling. It's like, who cares? You just want a number. <laughs> it's, it's got nothing to do with it. Yeah. Are you really freezing and boiling your beer? That's is that not, what you're doing? Not, at ferment, not the cold side anywhere. You're, you know. No. Uh, so, yeah, you know, Fahrenheit there. And, and, and we learned a lot about uh, fermentation temperature, didn't we? For sure. Yeah, how it, ma- how it really matters a lot. Right, sure. and well, and especially, you know, comparing, you know, larger fermenters, there's more hydrostatic oh, pressure. Right, making an adjustment because right. of that. Right, so yeah. like stone, stone like, for you're instance, fermenting yeah. at 72. 
Sorry. I have no doubt that Mitch is fermenting at 72, but you try that in your five gallon, uh, you know, carboy, you're going to end up with, you know, uh, ferment in 20 minutes or something. 20 minutes, it's going to be alcohol. (laughs) It's going to all be on the floor. Right. And it's it's not that, you know, Mitch isn't, uh, you know, 100% honest, which he absolutely is every day. Uh, It is that with a 300, you know, and 30 barrel fermenter. The pressure on the yeast it's constraining uh, it, right? Uh, it's you know, reducing it, its activity. It changes the the yeast behavior. So we do that by temperature, right? We adjust down on that. Right. So I think with stone, they're at seventy two or what sixty seven, sixty six, yeah, sixty six. Like I think something. Yeah. Um, with uh, you know somebody's at like a hundred barrels, uh, Lagunitas, you know, they they may be at what. Uh, 68, 70, we're right. at 65, 64, right. something like that. Right. Right. You know, we, we've just kind of, and I think uh, the other thing we've learned is just a feel for that. Um, oh, you know, this is their batch size, that's their fermentation, here's the yeast, uh, knock four, knock three, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And it's just a guess. It's an educated well, guess. Well, I think, uh, deferring to you here, you're, you're relating back to your previous brewing experience. You've brewed Obviously, brewed all the styles, and you brewed almost all those to great success. You'd kind of know what you're going to get at certain temperature, at certain yeasts, and mm-hmm. most of these yeasts are known to us. So, right. So you're right. using that experience. That, that yeah, that, that helps. Yeah. Right. I had a, uh, a guy in the chat room uh, write in Kiva Kid. He he happened to mention the same thing. He said, "I learned that the bigger breweries' fermentation temperatures are almost always too warm for a homebrew size batch." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That you know, if you learn just that. You know, a lot of these guys will give you their recipe. You know, the the thing is, don't don't hassle them if they can't. I, I tell you, you're so freaking busy when you you get so many requests. You know, when you have a brewery that you you just can't deal with them all. I think that's why people go on Canyon Brew. It people think, well, you know, they know you and and they're willing to give you the recipe. They're willing to give you the, the one of the reasons that they give us the recipe is because we say, look, we will disseminate this to tens of thousands of home brewers, and they're like, really? Maybe people will stop asking me. And one of the things they always ask is like, so will you give me a link that I can point to when people ask me for the recipe? I'm like, sure. yes. And they're like, great, I'll do the show. You're going to save me 100 year, hours right, a year. Right, because they don't want to turn you down. Yeah. You know, they really want to support you as a home brewer. They right. really do. It's just that there's so many you know demands on their time. They're just like, if they could just point you to a link that says, here, here you go. Um, and a lot of them, it's like, you know, posting a recipe on the Internet is difficult. Well, yeah, you got to take the time to do it. Then you're getting well, a lot of questions about it. The ex- that's the thing. Yeah. You know, you you post it, yeah. and then it's people just, you just own it, constantly emailing right. you, and it's just it right. makes it worse, not right. better. Right. So they pass it off to us, and we essentially own it. Then. Right, we, exactly. We, and we take the questions and the doubts. And so. we certainly don't mind. No. And uh, so, so that's a, another interesting thing. Now, one of the things that uh, I think we've learned, malt. And the suppliers. So what's that all about? Well, it, especially the big to me, the big differential is the English versus domestic uh, crystal malts. Uh, it's a big difference, if, yeah. If they say, uh, you know, if they say they use, you know, Crystal 30 or they even name a, a British crystal, you better get something like it. I mean, I uh-huh. whether it's Simpsons or, or some other brand. This crystal malts just have a lot more character, and it really shows the up. British the British ones beer. really do. They yeah. do, yeah. I, I don't. Most almost all the really interesting IPAs uh, that we've uh, 
been fortunate enough to brew mm-hmm. have all used a, a British crystal. Well, uh, you know, you know I, I th- I, it's really interesting to me. You know, the domestic malt producers are actually, you know, quality organizations. Oh, yeah. They know I've what used they're doing. a lot of those malts. And they're, they're, they're doing an excellent job. And I think when they say, well, this is Crystal 40, I bet you it's exactly Crystal 40. <laughs> and I think when you get, you know, some supplier, you know, British supplier, and they say Crystal 40, maybe it's a richer Crystal 40. Well, you, just look at the grains. I, I, find right. it's a, I mean, they look, look really 40, dark. It's got some, like, really dark ones, some mild ones, and some light right. ones in there. Right. Well, well, I'm guessing what they're doing is they're, they're blending. blending these. Right. Well, it depends on the supplier. Oh, okay. That's a that's an important differentiator. So I was in uh, Melbourne mm-hmm. and stopped by uh, the excellent uh, Grain and Grape. Oh. They are uh, John uh, Preston's uh, shop. Fantastic shop. They are very educated and and do a lot of great things with their home brewers. And this one guy JP he had a uh, a stout. I think it was maybe it was the Shakespeare Stout. Oh, and he wanted me to bring you back a bottle of his Shakespeare Stout. Yeah, and did you tell him? Uh, I said, know, "Dude, I'm not no. carrying back any freaking bottle for JP." <laughs> I'm not your lackey. You I think dick. I, said, I think I said it much nicer than that, but I was willing to taste it Maybe. and tell you about it. Oh, here it comes. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Right. How long ago was this? A couple of years ago. I and don't you're know. gonna and you're gonna just I'll tell you about pull it now. Pull it right out of the filing cabinet. All right. 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 No, right. I've, I've got no, it. For he's you. got a great memory. I've, 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 yeah. del- I've delivered for you here. Right. <laughs> I've, I've, I've fulfilled That's my obligation. Right. Great. Let's do it. <laughs> but I tasted this. And, and, you know, his, his process was fine, but he goes, you know, it's not turning out what I think it should be. And it was, it was like a light brown. Shakespeare stout, light brown. Yeah, that's no good, man. And I'm like, uh, you know, why is this light brown? And he, he recognized it. And he goes, well, it was the malt he was using. He goes, you know, I think the malt I'm using is is not quite right. Because access to some of the malts that we have here in the U.S., difficult in Australia. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, really? You know, is that far off? I mean, you know, how difficult is it to make roast barley? <laughs> so the, the folks from the shop, they go, well, you know, here's what he's talking about. Here's, you know, the proper malt, and here's kind of the mm-hmm. local... Substitute. substitute yeah. yeah. I don't want to name it. I don't want to, no, I, you shouldn't I don't, do that. I don't want to be brutal here. Right. But I'm looking at it, and it's a bunch of white kernels. It's a bunch of mid-color kernels and a bunch of dark kernels mm-hmm. to make the proper love bond. I was talking to the uh, the uh, president, CEO of uh, Best Malts, mm-hmm. and uh, came out to visit the brewery. And I'm like, you know, why would I buy from you? And he said, well, one of the things that we do is we won't blend, uh, you know, these widely varying color malts to hit a target. We'll malt it to that target. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe something really close will blend, but, you know, they're going to hit that target. They're not going to take a few extra darker grains, throw them in and say, yeah, yeah, now we've met the color Uh gradient. He goes, no, no, no. That's not the way we do it at Best Malts. Homogeneous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's really important because uh-huh. I think you end up with, you know, these weird, yeah. uh, you know, flavors or colors. Maybe the, the, the blend is technically correct, but, you know, to malt the entire batch to that color spec makes a big difference. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, again, you know, there's color variations. Different maltsters go a little heavier, a little lighter. Um, and so it's important, the source of the malt. And often we will ask, what's your supplier? Oh, you're using crystal malt. From who? Yeah. You're using chocolate malt. From who? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's the color? Yeah. Knowing those things, they make a big difference. The malt is an important part of oh. the beer that you're brewing. Yeah, it's the ingredient. If you're making soup, you know, it depends what kind of ingredients you add to it. I mean, right. where they're from, where they're sourced, how fresh they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, our sponsor, Northern Brewer, they have all those Simpson, Simpsons malts. If you're doing, you know, something British. Chances are that's that's the one to use, and uh, you know people like uh, Matt at Firestone. I know he's a big fan of Simpsons, um, yeah. and a couple others. Uh, I think even Mitch mentioned uh, you know he'd like to use Simpsons or or uh, Thomas Fawcett or whatever it was. Right. Um, so uh, you know, excellent uh, you know quality products. You just ha- need to make sure that um, you know, and even the the domestic products again, great quality products. Yeah. Just, it's a different product. You're going to get a different result. It's not, it's, I mean, yeah, it's not a bad product. No. It's a different product. Right. So you, you just need to make sure you're using the right one. Right. So right. So if you want like more of the uh, accent sort of flavors that you might be getting out of British Crystal, you may want to bring in some like 120 maybe or mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. darker crystals to like right. make the same sort of beer. Right. Well, you know, again, check out our sponsor. They tend to have everything that that you might need to clone any of these beers. All right, let's take a short break, and when we come back, more of what we learned from Can You Brew It. Back after this. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. 
Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. No, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... Listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. All right, we're back, and I want to tell you about one of our sponsors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> fellas, fellas and gals, you're looking to buy things up in the bedroom. Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie. Well, here's an offer you won't resist. 
Mm-hmm. Go to adamandeve.com. And for a limited time only, you can get 50% off of just about any item. But that's not all. Mm-hmm. When you select your one item and 50% off, you'll also receive three free <laughs> adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus a free extra gift. So essential. Can't mention on that radio. And to top it all off, mm-hmm. we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And nope, we're not tasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for a special offer. You have 50% off one item when you type C-Y-B-I in the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you get three free DVDs, <laughs> free extra gift, and free shipping. Mm-hmm. Just use the offer code C-Y-B-I at adamandeve.com. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, word, who, word, word from our sponsor there. Who right? was that? Who was that guy? I don't know. That grunting. Guest announcer. That grunting, out of breath, strained young man. Do you have a machete in his hand? Sl- <laughs> that sling, t- sling tasty or something. I don't know. Uh, sling tasty. Sl- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, this is a drinking show. So, so speaking, yeah, well. <laughs> I can always excuse everything I do by drinking. Um, you know what I've you learned, know, and I've I've had I've had people, yeah. you know, call me on stuff, and I said, "Well, sorry, I drink," and they go, "Well, you can't use that stupid excuse all the time." I'm like, "Yeah, I can." Yeah. Sure. So, what have you learned? What I've learned is is how randomly funny that you both are. <laughs> I mean, you know, unexpected. I was thinking about yeah. that the other day. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know why that that, that you wouldn't, but you know, you're you're both professional people. You both. Uh, you know, uh, drink heavily, stand ups in your uh, yeah, we're good in, citizens. In, in your you know respective fields, sure. and then home. Only been arrested thing. a few times. Everyone looks up to you guys, and then you say "fucking sling tasty," <laughs> and my guts fall out. Yeah, well, and I thought about that. I thought about that earlier today, as a matter of fact. And what I realized is, if you run your mouth enough, eventually you say a few gems. You know, well, maybe just, that's what I'm about. Now I'm getting you now, yeah. <laughs> you just need to run your mouth enough. Say more. And you do enough more, hours. You'll get more hits, more the, stick on the wall. This goes goes back to the the uh, the uh, lovely gentleman that that told us that <laughs> I'm at the uh, I'm at the BNA six party. Guy comes up to me and you know, or a couple, a couple of guys, and we're we're, we're talking, mm-hmm. and uh, people, go, oh, I love the show, it's fantastic, thank you so much. And then this one guy goes, and you know what I do? He goes, I listen to shows in double speed because oh, they're yeah. so much better in double speed. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm thinking, what? <laughs> So, yeah, there's less pause. Yeah, yeah. Right. He, he goes, no, no, no. We don't no, sound weird. We just sound it's, different. It's not. It's not bad. It's uh. It just makes the jokes come much faster. Oh, more, it's better much, timing. It's much funnier. I'm like, well, thank you. Uh, I think. I don't yeah, know. I guess. I don't know. At least there are jokes there. Right. right. You, know, you just maybe have they, to double speed it in yeah, order yeah, to yeah, enjoy the too show. Far, too few and far right. between, maybe, is what it is. Yeah. Right. All right. So back back to the topic at hand. So, so Tasty, you, uh, you've learned something about the... the, the y- y- Many times I find myself saying, "Hey, we need a beer by Friday in order, you know, you know, in order to do, or we, you know, by Monday to do a show." Right. Hey, Tasty, 
today's Friday. You could brew that in three days and uh, package it up and have it ready, right? Well, no, I actually right, can't. Right? But I can I can do them in in you know twelve or or thirteen days. But it's a little. Oh, bit, you've it, done it in less than that. Come well, on. Well, I have no, done I, some well, beers. No, no, yeah, I've are, done some ten day beers. What are the tricks? What What's the secret? Well, How did you learn to do this? What are the tricks? Well, the, there's some tricks in the fermentation side. Uh, yeah, nice catch. Uh, is is where. Uh, you know, you sort of, uh, even though the, you know, the, the, the burr gives us the primary fermentation temperature and, you know, and I certainly, you know, go by that for the, at least, you know, try to keep it within the profile that he describes for the first week. But I take a little bit of license in the second week. If I feel I'm trying to get a beer to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, be done a little bit sooner, I'll raise the temperature a few degrees in the secondary with little or no effect, I'm feeling. But it is the beer would attenuate better. And then, then, cause I'm always finding myself like, you know, brewing these beers like the exact number of days, you know, minus two or something from the day we need it. Uh, I'm like, I have to get the beer like uh, in 22 ounce bottles uh, in some reasonable shape that's going to be similar to the commercial beer, right? Right. Nothing's more messed up than to uh, have us pour out the beers here to see which one's clone, which one's not. And for the commer- the homebrew to look like homebrew, it's got to look like commercial beer. So I, I just spent a lot of effort getting the beer clear. Mm-hmm. So we don't, that's not part of the equation. And, you know, clarity says something about the beer. It's saying that right. the beer doesn't have these things of suspension that are going to be mm-hmm. in the way of the mm-hmm. flavors. So you want to be able to get to the beer. So uh, that's a big part of it. Well, I, I think you've done an excellent job of it to the point where, I mean, early on, I think I could look at a beer and say, uh, I don't know, that's <laughs> a little cloudy. Yeah. That's homebrew. But, you know, it got to the point where I think on sometimes I'm thinking, that one's slightly clearer than the other one. I'm yeah. wondering if that's Tasty's homebrew right there. You know, that one's more brilliant. The other one's a little cloudy. That must be the commercial beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There <laughs> so was you, one. You really messed me up. There was I mean, one I beer. I can't tell anymore. Yeah, there's one beer we did not too long ago where I shouldn't have filtered the beer. It, the commercial beer right. was, in fact, cloudier. And it was right, sort of right. like misleading or something like that. Yeah, but that that's okay. It's okay. I, you know, again, it's just, if it, uh, you know, I think might the, have been a rogue uh, dead guy. The the perception is, you know, oh, you know, this is the this is a commercial beer. This is you know, yeah, looks like it's this is what I expect. You know, you hand bottle. me the pint, I'm like, you know, oh yeah, this is it. Right. This is this is a fine example of, you know, whatever beer I'm tasting. Right. You know, the the point is for for the 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 drinker to feel like you know, that's it. Right. So in the early uh, Can You Brew It shows, I was fil- still filtering, right? Mm-hmm. So my process there would be to uh, 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 rack the beer to, to corny kegs uh, the, the day before uh, w- the show and then cool it overnight. And I would filter it and then force carbon in it the next day mm-hmm. and then, you know, enough time for it to, like, settle down a little bit. Then I right. would uh, still pour the tasty bottling method way into these 22-ounce bottles and bring it to the show. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere, uh, I guess about seven months ago, I started doing, stop filtering and started using just gelatin to do the beer. Uh-huh. That was a little more challenging. Uh, that's a little different. I would have to rack it a, a day sooner uh, and then go right into uh, cold conditioning under CO2. Then I start, rather than force carbonate, I'm like, I am still force carbonating. I put it into like 40 PSI. Mm-hmm. But I would like... Uh, Carbonate and chill at the same time, and then add gelatin the next day mm-hmm. uh, to the cold and somewhat carbonated beer, and then that would c- clear it up mm-hmm. to enough. And that's where I then what I would do is because uh, I just needed a couple of bottles for this show, 
I would put a half-length dip tube into into one of the two kegs, because I'm making 10-gallon batches, and draw off in the middle of the keg to, to, to bring beer to the show. Mm-hmm. And it was it was fine. I don't think we noticed any difference between my filtered beer and my my fine beer uh, by by that method. So mm-hmm. it, it definitely, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I just never would have learned about this finding thing or, right. or learned about the half-length dip tube without the show. Yeah, it's uh, radically changed yeah, your Yeah, so, so I use process. it all the time now. I mean, right. yeah, it's great. Well, and uh, JP, uh, you know, people in the the chat participating live in the show, uh, they've got some uh, things that they've learned as well. That's true. Uh, R. Hastings, uh, he had a couple, actually, um, to touch on what you were saying in the beginning of the show. So many of the best beers are truly simple recipes. Mm-hmm. Firestone Walker, Fuller's, Nogna. Is that how you say it? I don't even know how you say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and stone beers bring, being examples. I agree with that. Yeah. Right. You know? A lot of good beers that way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the second one, beers seem to be created and adjusted based on brewing systems as much as flavor. What do you guys think of that? Well, I, I think you take your brewing system into account when you're trying to develop flavor, but I think beers are developed for flavor. And, uh, well, and all, all I can really speak to is, you know, the, the breweries that I've talked to and, you know, what we're doing at Heretic, we look at the flavor we're trying to, to get, and then we adjust the recipe to, to match the flavor because of the, the brewing system. It's mm-hmm. like... I think that's our, what he's getting at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, what I've seen in brewing systems... Yeah, we have to adjust to the brewing system, sure. Right. Yeah. But commercial brewing systems are... I mean, the hot side—that's where the variability is. On the ferment, on the fermentation side, that seems much more manageable. You, fermentation shape, uh, temperature mm-hmm. control, uh, wort making to me is is varied on the commercial side, but it's not unmanageable because it's really driven more by recipe rather than you know, like uh, right. Is it, is it really that variable? Is what I'm saying? Well, efficiencies yeah. vary. Right. It it it. Varies. Like for for instance, if a system has rakes versus doesn't have rakes, yeah, does it make a big difference? Uh, it makes some difference. I mean, everything makes a difference. I think, um, you know, the thing is, uh, you know, m- amongst breweries, yeah, I would I would think that the commercial breweries, the hot side is really where a lot of the things happen that kind of differentiate some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in fermentation, that's where it's like either great beer or really bad beer. Mm-hmm. And then, but for the home brewer, see, the thing is, I think most home brewers don't control fermentation temperature. I mean, more are nowadays that we've been pounding this for the past six years. <laughs> I agree but, with you on that. But, you know, if they did, then, yeah, you can start looking at, if they control temperature and fermentation and all that, then you can start looking at the hot side. But until you do that, and it's just like, well, that's the difference between commercial brewer and home brewers. Commercial brewers control their fermentation and a lot of home brewers don't. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest difference. For sure. Yeah. 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 Um, actually, and uh, he had a couple more. Uh, the importance of water adjustments, mm-hmm. which I think Tasty was touching on. Well, it's important uh, if your yeah. water needs adjusting. I think a lot of waters are fine. Right. Most of the brewers we talk to, uh, carbon filtered, there's a lot of that right. going and on. And then a little mm-hmm. bit of gypsum. And a little, and <laughs> they're always like, oh, I'm not throwing a little bit of gypsum. Like a pound per twenty barrels is a lot. Of, right, they, yeah. they don't throw in a lot. Right, and um, uh, measuring hops and minerals and yeast in grams. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, so uh, he had some pretty good ones. And then uh, does Blobber have something? Blobber oh. probably has something, and it's probably probably not treatable, but <laughs> but uh, but definitely spreadable. Yes, whatever that means. Contagious. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Blobber says uh, he's he has his thinking cap on today. Because of the high success of the CYB I beers, minus Justin, I have learned that having the recipe from the brewer will get you very, very close to the beer, only if you have your process down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, Absolutely. pretty good Pretty good observation. God, Blobber, yeah. are you sure this is Blobber and not somebody yeah, who's pretending to be these Blobber? Questions. It might be Mrs. Gleep, you uh, 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 signed in as Blobber. Um, but he some, also says, yeah. um, I've also learned that it is impossible to clone Arrogant Bastard. <laughs> No, it's We're not. We had it cloned. We <laughs> no, no, had no. it cloned. We're going to have it cloned. i got to figure it out. Don't worry. We had it cloned. I think, you know, and then you had to go brew it again. It was You just need to agree with us. It was We had cloned. five oh, or six okay. people say I'll tell you, and I'll make cloned. that beer, and I'll make another beer, and right. you tell me which one. Okay. okay. We'll do a three-way. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh, we're going to do Me, you, and your wife. Let me know me, you, and a, a, a friend of ours. And a friend of we'll ours. We'll do a th- no. We'll do a three-way. We'll have my... Uh, Is my wife a friend of yours? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, didn't, I was just being stupid. Uh, <laughs> we your, shouldn't have your, everybody, bro. Your Crystal 120 yeah. beer, I'll make that just like I made it before. No 120. I, no 120. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. The, and 120 all special is beer. not in, all special not in beer. Arrogant Bastard. All Special B beer. Special B. And then we'll do my C150. A, a, a Special B and uh-huh. 150, I could I could agree with. You could go with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make that next. All okay. right. Solved. Antioch, also in the chat, says, I've learned how important it is to do yeast starters to get proper fermentation. Mm-hmm. Although my first two starters were infected, so I just pitched vials. Uh, but he has learned, uh, as have I, and that, that's the one big thing I've, I've learned from uh, doing the shows, especially the, the few uh, beers that I brewed for this show. Uh, starters, man. You know, I was always a big, like, oh, just throw in like four vials or some shit like that. Right. Starters um, are different than vials. But I can't. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and I don't get a whole lot of feedback on my on my judging sheets, uh, you know, for the yeast thing. And, and, and myself, I can't really pick it up. But coming here and talking about it and comparing it time after time to the commercial beers, uh, you really get a, a feel for it. Like, I mean, yeast flavor is so important. And it mm-hmm. and I knew that, right? I've right. known it for, I've been brewing for 15 right. years. It's, right? it's not like but a, you don't the notice. other beers you're making are bad. Right. It's just different. It's that one, like right. that hairy edge between is this good or is it great? Right, right. You know what I mean? Well, well good, yeah, and you've, you've done a number of these. You know, what, yeah. what, what, what else have you learned? That's the biggest one, man. Mm-hmm. That is the that is by far the biggest thing that I've learned. And, that and, and, and not I've, to add a bag of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> No, you're right. Actually, every time that I that I um, that add work now, now, you think, I about, think it? about that. I have your every little, time. little voice in my head going, "Don't do the thing that you, you did you, last time." But you must have added so much because I, I tasted did. it. Well, you know what? Look, in all fairness and to think, me, I think you could double or triple or quadruple the amount that you normally would add. Yeah, and you'd never taste it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty darn flavorless. Um, it was a joint brew. And uh, oh, how many joints? That fair-haired uh, uh, young man, Nathan Smith, was standing right there watching yes. me do it. He right. didn't open his mouth, but then again, he was want to know how I brewed and right. And I right. just kind of go, I don't know. I'll sprinkle this in, and it'll be good, right? <laughs> well, the point worth noting is that you were using a World Flock dust. I was right. using the World Flock right. powder. Yes, yeah. the, the, the beer not was the excellent. Tabs. The tabs are easy. You yeah. throw it in. Like, the yeah. beer that you brewed was excellent. Yeah. It had a very faint hint of kind of a seaweed kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was tough for me to pick up. 
but I, I you it know, did work. And it, it, but I picked it up. It's I, I love I love. But other than that, it was it was it, the, the and that wasn't really the thing that I think threw it. Right. I think it was the the amount of the roast. And that was yes, like that was again that was that too. recipe thing. Yeah, yeah. But it was it, it, it I, I would drink gallons of that. It was it, it was it was really well done. Well, I appreciate that. But you know, it, <laughs> I, just I however to, would not I to did, pick on pick on you for that. Yeah. No, I know it was uh, you know it's one of those mistakes that uh, right. Kind of well, do. I got overzealous. Well, you know, I saw Roger uh, Triple Rock. Uh-huh. Just you know, uh, I was brewing with him uh, before right. that, and he's like, uh, and oh, he's. I, I just throw in a bunch of this copper clear. I'm like, well, it right. says this. Yeah, uh, just throw in more. Yeah, and he's, well, it must he's be good brewing how, across, many, right? how many barrels at a time? And you're like brewing yeah. 10 or 7? Right. 7? Right. And you're yeah. thinking 7 barrels, 7 gallons. Same thing. Same right? thing. It's 7. Come on. But that's my thing, too, is, is yeast starter. Uh-huh. You know, I started doing that on using Mr. Malty and uh, my beers. Uh-huh. That the um, Come over to the dark side. The, Do uh, the Mr. Malty. Nibbed uh, oatmeal stout that had NHC. Uh-huh. Starter. Great, and that was probably the best beer I've, I've made. Right. So, because um, it, it just makes me, a difference. Those yeast, you know, healthy and active. And it's like insurance too. I mean, if a little bacteria gets into your beer, you know, right. it, the yeast just take off which and they, it dominates which it will. the beer. It's always there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's impossible to keep it sterile. Right. Well, not impossible, but, but just impractical. Right. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. Chat. That's it. That's it. All right. I think that's a good show. I think we uh, I think we time. learned something. I think we communicated what we learned. Yeah. I think uh, you know <laughs> we did communicate. I learned a lot. We drank some beer. We went to the bathroom. And urinated yep. during the breaks. Took care of all that shit. Out. There you go. All right. So uh, you know, make sure you check out our sponsors. We got uh, northernbrewer.com. Uh, great folks. Uh, check out the Brewing Network store. There's great products in there. Check out. Uh, the AHA, you know, join the AHA, uh, sign up for membership, brew your own, all that stuff you can do from the Brewing Network site. And when you do, the uh, profits from that go to the Brewing Network and keep this kind of programming on the air. And you know you want to hear more of Tasty and I and JP uh, drinking and rambling. Uh, you know, just doesn't get any better than this. All right, so check it out. Till then... Bruce Strong. And often. <laughs>